By this time, a lot of men and women of doubtful reputation were hanging around Jesus, listening intently. The Pharisees and religious scholars were not pleased. Not at all pleased. They growled. He takes in sinners and eats meals with them, treating them like old friends. Their grumbling triggered a storm. And actually, it triggered several stories. But before we get into that story, let's, let's talk for a minute about what was going on here. Does this vaguely sound familiar to you? Uh, because it's got to be, especially if you're part of the LGBTQ community, you've got to have heard this conversation around the dinner table. Whether you were out or not, you've heard this conversation. You know, uh, except it doesn't get blamed on Jesus. It gets blamed on all those progressive <laughs> churches, right? All those liberals that are accepting all sorts of things. We hear the same thing about the immigrants. I Yesterday, I sat there and listened to this whole conversation about how the black community, the conservative black community, and James, I didn't know they existed, but they do. Okay? They are torqued off at the whole immigration thing because, quote, and this is an exact quote, the Mexicans have taken their jobs from them. That is a true statement. That is what they say. When we start talking about Americans losing their jobs, it isn't about white America losing their job. It's about, apparently, the black community feels like they're losing their job to immigration. Then we heard, and I forgot what, um, I forget which place he heads up now. Is it HUD? Ben Carson. Yeah. Talk about the slaves that were brought over here and says, well, you know, they were immigrants. I mean, come on, people. This conversation is the conversation that we just read about. Is if people don't like something about somebody, they have a tendency to blame them. They have a tendency to want to push them off to the side. What did the Pharisees exactly want Jesus to do with the sinners? And who were they defining as sinners? Well, let's figure it out. Pretty easy. Anybody that had pimples, anybody who had epilepsy, anybody who didn't have enough money to pay the price of exchanging the Roman coin, which was the money system in that day, for the Hebrew shekel so that they could buy their sacrifice in order to get into the temple. Oh yeah, and let me see, there was also the Phoenicians. They, you know, they, they couldn't, you know, they, they were sinners. Who else was sinners at that time? Can you think of any as you're going back? Oh yeah, the women. The women, you know, when it, when it got to that time of the month, hallelujah, they, they were sinners. 
And Jesus, accordingly, you know, as you read these gospel stories, Jesus had a lot of women around him, amen? And women of not such a great reputation. And when the Bible talks about women of not a great reputation, what do we immediately think of? Come on, you can say it. The world's oldest profession. Hallelujah. <laughs> Prostitutes. So again, stuff hasn't changed in a couple of thousand years. And then people wonder why I'm talking about the road to freedom. Because what Jesus did is he listened to these folks and he says, you know what, you, if, if, if this is my own modern translation, y'all are a bunch of fools. If you want to know who is welcome in God's kingdom, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what God is really looking for. And I got to tell you that while I was hoping that we would have more folks here to hear this, they're going to hear it, and, and, and Lance has apparently figured out a way to, to get us on, on so that people are actually listening to this, but you really, this could change your life. I know it changed mine. It changed the absolute way that I look at everything. I mean to tell you, if you understand this story and what Jesus is saying to these people and who he is saying it to, it gives you a sense of freedom that if you just listen, yes, and I'm going to say this, to the mainline church, you're never going to get. You know, your story was interesting, <laughs> you know, because when you were telling the story about your battery and the, and the first price she was given was ridiculously high. It was, what was it, 300 and... 26 Yeah, for a battery. Hello. And, and for something that didn't even make a whole lot of sense as they explained it on the phone. And, you know, the immediate question was, gee, did they, which part of me really defined as a woman form and they, they can get the best of me? Amen? It is addressed to the very people that tell you how you have to behave. So understand that if you, if you really take in what, what is getting said here, you can actually look at the mainline church when they start laying stuff out and when pastors start saying to you, oh, by the way, this is what you've got to do to be saved, you can sit there and say, oh, no, 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 no. That might be what you have to do to be saved, but that's not what I have to do because, baby, I'm already there. And when you do that, James, Clean. when you do that, it no longer matters what anybody thinks about you. It no longer matters what their opinion is about who you live with, who you love, how you conduct your life. It is no longer the business of the church to fix you. It becomes the business of the church to support you, to embrace you, to celebrate your life in your relationship with God. That's why this story is important. And I'm telling you, it doesn't get preached like this because here's how it gets preached, right? The story gets preached, well, the kid was a sinner, right? We're all sinners. We're all sinners. And he went off and did all these sinful things. You know, he just had a bad attitude. He went and spent all that money. And he went and did this and that and the other thing. And, and, and he got himself in a passel of trouble. 
just the very thing that sinners do, right? Because if you sin long enough, you get into some kind of trouble, right? That's why you're single after all these years, because you're a sinner. That's why, you know, you made that mistake at work, because you're a sinner. That's why you get sick, because you're a sinner. That's why you don't get to do the stuff that you want to do, because you're some kind of sinner. It's why we're not blessed, because somehow or another, we have pissed off God. You know this story. Understand the first thing that nobody talks about. And it's called free will. Do you know the story's a story of free will? Do you know why it's a story of free will? What does the child do in this story? The one that we are so fond of calling a sinner. What does he do? He turns away. No. What does he do? I mean, yes, but no. That's not where I want you to go. <laughs> he goes to God and says, I want it now. I want to walk away. I don't want to have nothing to do with you, God. Whatever it is that you're going to give me, give me now. I am on my own. And what does God do? Amen. That is different than the theology that you have been taught, friends. Because we have been taught our entire lives that if we turn our back on God, that if we demand our blessings from God and walk away, that God will kill us. That's not what God did. He said, here, go ahead. Have a good time. And he watched him leave. That's the difference between a God and puppet strings and an all-knowing God. Because you, all of us sitting here know that, look, we, we, you, some of you have had experience with kids, right? And you tell a child not to do something, but you know damn good and well they're going to do it. Amen? You know they're going to do it, and you know they're going to get burned when they do it. That is this story that Jesus is telling us about God. Yes, we can make a decision. God knows that we're probably going to get burned, but God keeps God's word to us and lets us have that free will. And so the kid goes off. So that's the first thing that they don't tell you. The second thing they don't tell you is when the child decided that, you know what, I've, I've got myself in a mess, and decides to come back, that God, hear me now, this is so important. God didn't wait for him to come to an altar call. God didn't gather the farm workers to cast out demons. God didn't say, oh, by the way, Pay your tithe that you've missed since you haven't been here. No, God ran to him and found him before he ever got back to church. Folks, if that doesn't free you up, I don't know what will. It absolutely means 
that the church has no power over you and the people who use the church to have power over you no longer have power over you. Claim that freedom, will you please? Because your life will be a whole lot more fun. Amen? You don't have to argue with a bunch of people anymore. And by the way, they do tell us, and they have been teaching us forever. It's got 2,000 years of it in the, in the Catholic Church where they sit there and say, oh, by the way, we're not giving you communion unless you confess what? Oh, yeah, your sins. Well, in this story, this story that Jesus was telling to the religious leaders, okay, so here we go. We got the church council. We got Catholics. We got Protestants. They're all sitting at the table. And Jesus is telling this story. And he's saying, by the way, God does not give a damn about your history. What God cares about is you wanting that relationship. We should be able, folks, to explain why we come to this church for that reason alone. It is why you will not hear us ever do a corporate confession as long as I'm the pastor of this church. It is why we will never ask somebody what their religious faith or affiliation is before they're invited to this table. It is why we will not make judgments about people's chosen occupation unless they are in that occupation because they, because they have been pulled into it and they have no choice and they can't get out, and then we will fight as hard as we can to make sure they get out, amen? amen? Now, I know that there are some of you who are going to sit there and say, okay, pastor, that's all fine and good, so we're free. This is no game. This is no game. This is life and death stuff, folks, because if we don't understand that we're free, we are going to die in the chains of the church. Hello? The chains of the church. It is not. Don't buy this crap about the devil chaining you and whispering in your ear. As a matter of fact, I want you to go out of here. There was a great thing on Facebook uh, this week. Somebody posted it up and it had the devil whispering in the person's ear that says, you are not strong enough to get through the storm. And then the next line down had the person whispering back in the devil's ear saying, Ah, but I am the storm. Folks, take your freedom and be the storm. Don't let these people put shackles on you telling you that you are not worthy of God's love. You heard it in the first reading that he did out of Romans. There is nothing, nothing that can separate you from God. And don't let anybody tell you that you can be. However, there are some of you who are going to sit there and want to say, well, yes, Paul, but that's all fine and good. Does that mean we're, that we're free to do anything? Well, did you read the new week this week? Welcome to the new week. Okay, well, here it is. It is absolutely clear that God has called you to freedom, a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. 
Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That is how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. That is the act of true freedom. If you bite and ravage each other, watch out. In no time at all, you will be annihilating each other. And where will your precious freedom be then? So no, folks. Freedom does not come without price. Freedom does not come without cost. What it's going to cost you this morning is very simple. That you remember Jesus' command. Love one another as I have loved you. Be fair. Be just. Be merciful. And walk humbly with your God. And know today Nobody can ever put you in chains again.